the night the baby came, there was a storm. The night the baby came, there was a big storm. You see, Heidi and Tom, mum and dad, lived out in the country in a big house on their own. Well, they had a daughter called Katie, who was three. But Heidi was expecting a baby. And the night the baby came, Tom, would you believe it, was out of the country on business. So it's just Heidi and three-year-old Katie in the house. Because of the storm, all the electricity was down. There was no lights, no, no heating, but fortunately the phone was working. So Heidi managed to phone for an ambulance, but because the ambulance service was so busy, only one paramedic was able to come on his own to deliver the baby. He got to the house and it was dark. And he found three-year-old Katie and he said, Katie, you're going to have to do this thing for me because it's all dark and we have to deliver this baby. He gave Katie a torch and said, Katie, stand with the torch like this above mummy so that I can deliver the baby. And then Heidi pushed a little and pushed a bit more and sure enough, soon enough, a baby was born, baby James. So the paramedic took baby James, gave him a little smack on his bottom just to help him get breathing Baby James coughed and started breathing and crying, which was great. It was really good. Then the paramedic turns to Katie, who's still like this, wide-eyed, with a torch, watching everything, and just to thank her. And the paramedic says, what did you think of that then? Katie's response was instant. He shouldn't have crawled in there in the first place, she said. <laughs> Smack him again! So a baby is born, and everybody has a different view of what happened. Grandparents may have a view, mummy has a view, uh, but brothers and sisters may have a very different view of what's going on in this situation. Well, 2,000 years ago, a baby was born, and lots of people had a different view, a different standpoint, a different opinion of what was going on. And today, we're just going to go through... Some of these folks who were there the very first Christmas, three groups of people who were caught up in some amazing and some weird events, some weird stuff that was happening. Three groups of people, all with different views, watching what was going on. We call them the Christmas Watchers, and there's three groups of these. The first ones, the first ones were men working the night shift through the night, shepherds looking after their sheep out there on a cold evening. Now, they were ordinary working men. They were almost certainly very poor, illiterate, uh, never been educated. And they must have thought, it were not very important. God doesn't speak to people like us. In fact, will God ever speak to people like us? Surely God speaks to the priests in the temple. He speaks to the teachers, the ones who have been to college, the ones who know stuff. God isn't going to speak to us. We're just ordinary working men doing the night shift. But God chose to speak to them in a very specific way. But let me ask you a question before that. When you go out, who's been out and seen the stars on a really clear night? On a really clear night? Really seen them? Okay. Ask you a question, yeah? How does it make you feel when you see the stars like that? Sorry? Full of awe. Amazing. This is uh, our own Milky Way. This is, this is the galaxy that we live in. Looks like clouds, 
But we're actually looking in the center of our own galaxy. So that's the group of stars that, that our star is part of. And I'll tell you what, most people, when they go out and see the stars at night, I think often we feel, we feel very small, don't we? Because we can see the entire universe. But we see, feel close to something that's really big. We feel really small, but close to something that's really big. And I think the shepherds often felt that, even though God had never spoken to them. They must have felt close to something. But God did speak to them. God spoke to them with a multimedia sound and light show with angels. It was amazing. The whole sky lit up. These poor men, who probably had only ever seen an oil lamp, suddenly the whole sky was bright, filled with angels. And God chose these working men as the first people to speak to. And the angels, as we read in Luke 2, said, Glory to God in the highest and peace to those on earth with whom he is pleased. We've sung part of that this morning. And so we see that ordinary working men working through the night became the first people to see the baby, King Jesus. The first people. God spoke to them through a multimedia light show. Okay, So that's the first group. But the first Christmas watchers were shepherds. But one thing the shepherds didn't know was far, far away to the east across the desert there was another group of men who were also spending time outside. But they weren't watching sheep. They were actually watching the stars. I think you know who they were. We'll come to them in a minute. Okay, first of all, let's sing a shepherd's song, a song about the shepherds. And the music group have been looking forward to this. <laughs> and let me, ask, let me ask you another question, which is, can anyone, any child tell me what's the biggest word in the whole world? There's a clue there. What do you think it is? What? What is it? Yeah, supercalifragilisticexpialidocious is the biggest word in the whole world, according to Mary Poppins. And, would you believe it, it also goes with, while shepherds watch their flocks by night or seated on the ground. Let me give you a little clue before we get into it. So, if you know the tune, right, without the music, just sing with me. While shepherds watch their flocks by night all seated on the ground, the angel of the Lord came down and glory shone around. Fear not, said he, for mighty dread had seized their troubled mind. The tidings of great joy I bring to you and all mankind. Hum diddle 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 hum diddle I, hum diddle 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 hum. Okay, you got it. Now the only thing is, it's easy, but it is quite fast. It does change in key once or twice. I would, the instructions are all up there. But, so the important thing is you must listen to the music, right? You must listen because it'll go faster and slower. Uh, don't just charge off down yourself thinking I know this, okay? Let's stand and have a go. Simon, we started, we'd just wind it back, because that wasn't the introduction, that was the actual. <laughs> Where are you winding it back to? 13 seconds, okay, let's try that. I'll tell you when to start singing. Right, not yet. Get ready. Okay, we're going to go. Watch that clock by night, so on the ground. The angel of the Lord came down, and 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 the
After that, it can only be the notices. <laughs> I think we've got some budding dancers here. Hey. We're going to carry on. So we heard that the first group of people that God spoke to about Jesus were some working men in the field. And then there was another group of people. But before we get on to this, children, do you want to come out? So we're going to do the reading, and uh, we're going to have a little bit. Of, hopefully, you're going to help me. Do you want to come out and sit at the front? I've actually leave this there. Actually, uh, brought. That looks good. In fact, you'll need to see me, so I'll step back here. So, we move to our second group of Christmas watchers. Can you see me? Who saw, who heard God speak in a very different way. And we're going to have a reading, and I need to, in fact, you can all join in with this. You need to help me with the sound effects, okay? So whenever you see this sound effect, you have to make this sound, okay? Should we try this? First one is, ah, ah, Okay? Second one is, it was amazing. Go on. Right, you need to sound amazed, not like it was amazing. It was amazing. We'll try again. That's better, yeah, bit, bit of drama, please. And the last one, you can sort of stroke your chin and say, hmm, we'll have to think about that. Go on. Yeah, try and do it in time. One, two, three. Hmm, we'll have to think about that. And the last one is, whenever you hear the word Herod, you can all boo, okay? So Herod, right? That's it. Not too much. 
So, let's go, let's go for this, right. When Jesus was born... Oh, actually. Right, start again. It was, it was amazing, wasn't it? But, to, as far as this... When Jesus was born... In Bethlehem, Herod was king. Yes. Some very wise men came from the east and said, Where is the child born king of the Jews? We saw his star. It was amazing. It was, and we've come to worship him. Well, King Herod, heard, when he heard this, he was very worried that there might be another king. So he got together with all his teachers, his clever people, and he asked them innocently, um, where does the Bible say that the Messiah, the Son of God, should be born? Said the teachers. But Herod said, well, that's not good enough. Give me an answer now. Oh, well, uh, they said, um, then one of them found a place in the Bible where it actually said where Jesus would be born. Oh, he will be born in Bethlehem, just like it says in the Bible. Yes, you know what? Lots of things in Jesus' life were predicted in the Bible hundreds of years before Jesus was born. So Herod, very good, called the wise men back and asked them, exactly when did you see this star? It was amazing. Yes, yes, I know it was amazing, said Herod. That's fine, but when did you, but when did you see this star? So they told him, and Herod said to them, Herod said to them, go and, stop saying that. The king said to them, go and find, go and find this baby, and then come and tell me so I can worship him as well. Thought the wise men, because they were not called wise men for nothing. They knew a thing or two. Anyway, the wise men carried on following the star. It was amazing. It was. It was amazing. They were thrilled and excited. It led them to Bethlehem and stopped right over the place where baby Jesus lay. They went in and they saw the child with his mother. They brought out gifts of gold. It was amazing. Frankincense. It was amazing. And myrrh. Because normally that's something that you give when somebody's died. The gift you give when somebody's died. Or somebody was going to die. And having been warned in a dream, they didn't go back to Herod. They went home by another road. So, what do you think? Ah, Very good. I'll tell you what, let's think together. Let's just have a little look at these three wise men who went to see Jesus. So, um, the first people, as we, as we heard, were ordinary working men, but these people were very clever people. Today, we might call them professors or researchers, like, uh, like Peter Brandon, if he's here, or Richard Evans. <laughs> very smart people who read lots of books and work stuff out. And they spent... Yeah, no, he really does. He really is. <laughs> and they work stuff out from books and from looking at the world around them. And God put a new star in the sky. 
Now, what was, what does that mean, a new star? It may have been when two planets in the sky, like Jupiter and Saturn, which are big planets, line up. Because when they line up, they're about five times brighter. Or it might have been a comet like this one, which is a picture taken from Britain in 1999 of a comet, Halley Bopp. And we know that conjunctions and comets happened at the time, around the time Jesus was born. So they saw this new light and they realized from their research, from their books, that this meant a new king had been born. Now, just to say as well, this isn't the same as looking at a horoscope in a newspaper. Horoscopes have been proven to be wrong scientifically, and the Bible says they're a waste of time anyway. This is a one-off event where God put a star in the sky to say that something new was happening. So God spoke to them through the natural world and through what they'd learned and through the Old Testament, their, their books that they had. God spoke to them in a very different way to the shepherds. What happened next? Well, we heard about it. So the wise men went to see Herod. <laughs> yes, and they told to him, they told him they'd seen this star, which was amazing. And Herod said, go and find, go and find, it's not going to end this, is it? <laughs> go and find the baby and then come back so that I can worship him as well. So they went and followed the star and they found the baby Jesus. You can do that. That's okay. Yeah, that's okay. Yeah. They found him, and they brought out gifts, strange gifts. You know, we might give a baby a teddy bear, or a baby grow. They brought gold and frankincense and myrrh, because myrrh, that this baby was going to die when he became a man, is going to die quite soon. So, let's just recap, and then let's do something different, right? God spoke to some men working the night shift, some shepherds, but he also spoke to some really clever guys, some pre- professors, he used a multimedia angel show for the shepherds, but for the researchers, for the professors, he used the natural world around them and what they'd already learned. Okay? Now, there was one more group of Christmas watchers who we often forget about. One more group of people who have pricked up their, who would have pricked up their ears when they heard that some shepherds had been in town talking about a new king. Who were they? Well, we'll find out in a minute. But first, I want to find out if you guys are good at watching. Yeah. Right? Well, we'll see. Right? Are you guys good at watching? So, here is what, what I've called a mistaken nativity. It's children speaking, but adults playing the part. Okay? And what I want you to think, to, as we watch this, see if you can spot ten mistakes, ten things which are not in the real nativity. Okay, you ready? Uh, when you're ready, please play the video. An angel came to see Mary. She was doing laundry, and then the angel just appeared, and she was really scared. So Gabriel was like, Mary, you're going to have... Like, I can't say good. Mary, you're going to have a baby. I, you're going to have a baby, and you will call him Jesus. And then Mary was like, I'm not going to have a baby yet. I'm only a teenager. I'm not married. <laughs> then the angel Gabriel told Joseph that Mary is not lying. She, you are having a new baby. And so they met up. They went to Bethlehem, which was Joseph's 
Old town. They ride a donkey. Oh, <laughs> a camel. Oh yeah, a camel. She said this donkey's fast. Well, they tried to go to a hotel and they asked the keeper um, for a place to stay. The keeper said, "We have no rooms. Literally, no rooms." So Mary and Joseph walked away sadly. But then he said, "The only place in here in Bethlehem that that you can stay stay is a stable." And then he just pointed the way, and they followed. When the shepherds were taking care of the sheep, then they saw angels. The angels said, "A new baby is getting born, who is king of the Jews." The angel was singing. Glorious. <laughs> and then the shepherds said, "I think we should go there and meet him." The second, I think, said, "Yeah, I agree with you." And the other said. Yeah, me too. They had to walk through a bunch of grass and bushes. Maybe have to camp out at night.、Mm-hmm. And then the wise men heard about it, and then a star appeared. Well, we should probably follow that star. It's pointing down to the barn. So maybe we should follow it. Maybe. So the wise men went to Jesus. They gave them gifts. A stuffed animal, like a hippo one, to have at home. Some diapers, and some wipes, and some milk, some shoes, some Jordans. Gold, Frank, and Latimer. And I don't know how I would survive in that barn. Too stinky, too crowded, and ugh. I think he probably pooped because the room was very smelly. Thank you for coming. He's adorable. He's gonna be our best friend. I love you, and you're the best baby I ever seen. There, I said it. <laughs> the new baby is gonna change the world. Right. So, what mistakes did you spot in that nativity? Bethlehem. Ha 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 ha. Was yeah, it was a donkey. Was a golf cart, and he had. A, he said camel on the side as well, didn't it? What else was wrong with it? Go on, Rio. The gifts were a bit weird, weren't they? Probably, you know, a big pink elephant and that. Yeah, that didn't happen, did it? So, what did you put your hand up? Oh, all right. Go on, Liz, Elizabeth. Yes, yes. I suppose they did have to go to a few places, so they missed bits out, didn't they? Anybody else? Yes. Go on, Ethan. Well, she wasn't doing the laundry, was she? Really, probably. Okay, yeah, there was a few things actually.、Um, what else have we got? Go on, you got another one. <coughs> the angel Gabriel, yeah, and he sang a funny song as well, didn't he? Go on. Bethlehem. Yeah, Bethlehem. But that's because the little boy was stuttering, wasn't he? Go on. Oh yeah, that that probably doesn't happen like that, does it? Where you suddenly go pop. <coughs> we'll move on. Yes, and there's a few other things as well. <laughs> like the shepherds probably didn't stay in a tent, right? Probably. Anyway, thanks. What we're going to do now, right? 
Uh, Richard, where's you, my prof- professorial helper? Here's the learned man, the wise man of Lynn Baptist Church. <laughs> and uh, Richard, can you, Richard, we, you guys can go uh, sit back in your seats. You can take one of these things to do. For, it was one for older children, one for younger children. There's some divine chocolate coins to represent the gold. We had gold in the story. And there's some stars. And meanwhile, it's worth thinking about, isn't it, that the first sound, the first voice of God in this world, the first time God spoke physically in this world was the cry of a baby. God's first utterance in this world was the cry of a baby. A baby born in poverty, a baby born in squalor, a baby born in shame, but a baby born to us. And this next carol is quite a reflective carol, and it's uh, someone's view of how things may have been to how they should have been. You'll know it well. Let's sing it together. So I wonder if anybody... Let me switch this off. I wonder if anybody can tell me what that is or where that picture was taken. It's in Israel. Uh, is it? I don't know. It's, it's on the Temple Mount in Jerusalem. Okay, yeah, I haven't been there, but uh, it's on the place of the Temple Mount in Jerusalem, uh, which Jesus went and said, you know, the stones of this temple will be torn down. That's, that's the Temple Mount. Herod, the king had it extended to the size of 32 football pitches. So the, the area of the courtyard and the temple was 32 football fields. It was huge. And uh, every day around Jesus' birth, two people came to this temple to pray. Two people came every day. One was called Anna, one was called Simeon. They were both quite old. In fact, the Bible tells us that Anna was 84 years old. Now, and let's just uh, think about this for a minute. Um, two elderly people. So if you were to... Well, what's, a, what's, a, what's a phrase that we might use for elderly people? Polite phrase. Well, that's not that polite. <laughs> what's a polite phrase? Senior citizens. Thank you, people at the back. Senior citizens. Senior citizens. Not wrinklies. <laughs> not so far off yourself. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. Um, senior citizens, and there were two senior citizens at that time in Jerusalem. Now, if you were to see two elderly folk, two senior citizens like that, walking through Lynn, you wouldn't think twice about it, would you? Well, so what? There's two older folks walking through Lynn. Don't look very special, do they? Not very special, but maybe they were. Maybe they were because God chose to speak to them as well. And he used a different way. So, um, Anna and Simeon and Anna, they spent every day, they came to the temple to pray. They were senior citizens. They were waiting and worshipping and hoping to see the Messiah. God had promised to Simeon, before you die, you will see what I'm sending you. You will see this person Simeon didn't know what to expect. Didn't, what does that mean? What does Messiah mean? Am I going to see a new king come out of the palace? Are we going to see a great soldier, a warrior, come and defeat the Romans? Didn't know. Had no idea that it would be a poor family from up north with a baby. 
So God whispered to Simeon, go and look, just go and look. There were so many people in the temple that day, there would have been thousands of people. People changing money, people buying and selling, people shouting and crying, people just meeting up, people worshipping, a lot of hubbub. And Anna as well came in just after Simeon. So God spoke to them because they were listening. They were tuned in to God somehow, spending time with him every day. Spending time with God every day makes us more tuned in to God and what God might say to us. If we don't spend time with God every day, we won't hear him when he speaks. So they were listening to the quiet voice of the Holy Spirit and probably to other people. They may well have heard about these shepherds running around town talking about a new king. And meanwhile, everybody else, the money changers, the people selling sacrifices, uh, the priests, the people worshipping, the people chatting, the people running around, just just went on with their business. They just thought, well, here's some old folks and a rough-looking family from up north. And uh, it wouldn't have looked like much. Mary probably looked tired. Joseph probably looked a bit fed up. And this little boy, Jesus, perhaps he had a tuft of black hair. Perhaps, perhaps he had a twisted nose. Nothing special. But this was how God entered the world. And everybody else just rushed past them because they were so busy to get on with what they wanted to get on with. So busy that they missed the most important thing that they could have seen in their lives. They missed seeing the infant Jesus. Sometimes we are so busy, aren't we? We can be so busy as well. So, let's just summarise these three different groups of people. God came, God spoke to some men working the night shift. God spoke to some clever professors. And God also spoke to some senior citizens. God speaks to all kinds of people. God spoke to the shepherds through a multimedia angel show. God spoke to the wise men using the world around them and using their learning, what they'd already read and learned. But God spoke to the the senior citizens by the quiet voice of his Holy Spirit. God speaks to all kinds of people in all kinds of ways. We're going to finish up in a couple of minutes, but first, children, if you want to come back to the front, and Sonia is going to lead some prayers for us. Thank you, Sonia. Just take a seat at the front. Okay, we're going to have a little moment now to pray, to say our prayers to the Lord Jesus. And we're going to ask you to think of some things. We want to think of things that we're thankful for, things that we have, um, that we've been blessed with in our lives. So if you can have a think, and also we're going to think of those that aren't as fortunate as, as us, and we're going to remember those in prayer, yeah, people who are... Um, sick or they're lonely or they're tired or um so i'm going to hand the mic to some of you can you think of something that we can be thankful for this christmas there's loads and loads of things we can be thankful for. who can say one put your hand up family thankful for our family great presents presents that's the big one christmas eve ready for christmas day our home. Our home, that's very important. 
to remember Jesus's birth. The biggest one, isn't it, that Jesus came to earth and was born. Our Christmas tree. Our Christmas tree. Who's got a lovely Christmas tree? Who likes their Christmas tree this year? <laughs> Anything else? Food. Thank you for our food. Friends. Thank you for our friends. We love our friends, don't we? And they're a really precious gift from God. Wrapping paper. Wrapping paper's useful, yeah. <laughs> so she don't know what you've got on Christmas Day, haven't you? Money. Money, yes. We have money. Some people don't have money. Some people have more money. Some people have less money. Okay, so we pray for all those things. Thank you for all contributing. And what are some people uh, who have different circumstances that what we can pray for them who are some people that we need to pray for this christmas christmas is a happy time isn't it but for some people it can be a little bit difficult so think of something or somebody we can pray for people in the philippines people in the philippines people abroad we think of peter and dower People in hospital. People in hospital. I'm sure we all know somebody that's sick or in hospital at this time. People in poor countries. Definitely people in poor countries were so blessed and were so rich in many ways in this country. Kids in orphanages. Kids in orphanages. Children who maybe don't live with their parents in this country. Children that live in care. Um, Right, so we're going to say a prayer now to the Lord Jesus for all those things, to give thanks for all the many blessings of this life and just to remember those who maybe Christmas is a little time of a struggle for them. So let's close our eyes and let's talk to the Lord Jesus. Father, just thank you for your presence with us now. We thank you for this service and thank you that you're here amongst us. We thank you for all that you mean to each one of us. And we thank you that at this Christmas time, that you came down to earth as a baby to become one of us and to live as we live and experience all the things that we do. We thank you in our church that we're so blessed. We thank you um, for all the blessings that you pour upon us, for our homes, for our families, for our food, for our clothing, for our friends and our neighbours for our education, and all the different things that you bless us with. And Lord, we just uh, thank you for each of those things. We pray for those this Christmas time as memories may flood back and make some people a little bit sad. And we just pray for the lonely and for the sick, those who are hurting. We pray for those in other countries who are affected by war and by hunger. And we just pray that they would know in their hearts, your peace and your presence. So we just thank you for each other. We thank you for all the presents that we're going to open tomorrow. But we pray that through this Christmas period that we will remember that the best present of all is Jesus. And we ask these things in your precious name. Amen. Amen. Thanks, Sonia. Thank you. If you can just pay attention for another three or four minutes, we've got more chocolates, even more chocolates, and some heart biscuits to remind us of love come down at Christmas. Yeah, chocolate as well. But let's just pipe down. So we're just going to summarise 
what we've done this morning and what we've been talking about. Okay? So, we talked about three different groups of people. We've been on a journey. Three different groups of people who all heard God speak to them that very first Christmas. All had different views of what was going on. All, all had different lives. God spoke to elderly people, but he also spoke with children in the Bible. Jesus welcomes children to come and speak to him. In the Bible, God spoke to Samuel when he was a boy. God spoke to some clever professors, but he also spoke with working men. In the Bible, God spoke to kings, to children, to servants. God spoke to a tax collector. God spoke to fishermen. God spoke to a a tent maker called Saul. God spoke to all kinds of people, and God speaks to all kinds of people. And we've seen today that God used the star and angels for the shepherds and the wise men, uh, but he also used the Bible and the quiet voice of his spirit and other people as well. God speaks to all kinds of people, and he uses all kinds of ways. He doesn't speak in the same way all the time. God uses all kinds of different ways. Well, today, today God is still speaking to all kinds of people in all kinds of ways from all kinds of backgrounds, in all kinds of countries, of all kinds of ages, doing all kinds of jobs. Black, white, boys, girls, young and old. God speaks to all kinds of people, and he chooses all kinds of ways to do it. God sometimes may speak through... He may speak through angels. Some people have seen angels today and would say that I think I've seen an angel once. I'll tell you about that later. God speaks quietly inside us, through his Holy Spirit, through the world around us, through other people. God speaks through the Bible. question is, are we listening? Are we listening when God speaks? You remember in that great big temple the size of 32 football fields? Everybody was running around, getting on with their business. They weren't listening. Some of you were here a few weeks ago. I told the story of a Russian lady called Babushka, who was very busy. She did lots of good things. But she wasn't really listening. She was doing so many things, she forgot to do the most important thing, which was to find Jesus. She missed out on the one thing, because she was so busy with many things. So, as we end today, we've been on a journey as well. And uh, God can speak. We're going to sing this carol in just a couple of minutes. God sometimes chooses the strangest ways to speak. So I've said this morning um, that God... See, God who created the universe. The first sound of God we hear in this world is a baby crying in the backyard. That's strange. And this carol that we'll sing in a minute or two says, How silently, how silently the wondrous gift is given. So God imparts, means he gives us to human hearts the blessings of his heaven. God chooses ways to speak that are, that are sometimes we might not, we might not hear. So many people thought, when God came into this world, it was almost invisible. Many people didn't see him. They missed him completely. And so, as we end today, we've been on a bit of a journey, looking at shepherds, looking at wise men, looking at senior citizens, and uh, we're at the end of our journey, and Christmas is nearly here. Only one more sleep till Christmas, right? (laughs) That was amazing. So, what is the one thing, the one thing I want you to take from this service, the one thing to remember, more than anything else, is that basically, this isn't really about Christmas. God speaks to us every day, but we have to be listening. 
God speaks to us every day of the year if we're listening. God can speak through the Bible when we're reading the Bible. God can, God can speak to us through other people in this church, maybe outside this church. God speaks to us when he puts out there that magnificent night sky with the stars and says, I did this. There's no reason that the stars should be that beautiful. There's no reason that a sunset should be beautiful. No logical reason. There's no rational reason. God does it for his pleasure. God speaks every day to us. God, God speaks as you see the first flowers come up in February. That's God speaking. There's no reason for flowers, actually. You could have had a world without flowers. And God speaks to us every day through the people who need us. And Jesus said, didn't he, um, when you give a drink to somebody who needs it, when you feed somebody who, who needs food or when you pay money for that, when you visit somebody who's lonely, yeah, when you did that, that was me. That was me that you were feeding. That was me that you gave me a drink to. That was me that you visited that day. I was there. So we need to watch and listen for God's voice every day of the year. So be a Christmas watcher every day of the year. 